Welcome to part 13 of our series called The Ascent. Let's read Psalm 132. Oh God, remember David. Remember all his troubles. Remember how he promised God, made a vow to the strong God of Jacob. I'm not going home. I'm not going to bed. I'm not going to sleep. Not even take time to rest until I find a home for God, a house for the strong God of Jacob. Remember how we got the news in Ephrathah? Learned all about it at Jar Meadows? We shouted, let's go to the shrine dedication. Let's worship at God's own footstool. Up, God, enjoy your new place of quiet repose. You and your mighty covenant ark, get your priests all dressed up in justice. Prompt your worshipers to sing this prayer. Honor your servant David. Don't disdain your anointed one. God gave David his word. He won't back out of his promise. One of your sons I will set on your throne. If your sons stay true to my covenant and learn to live the way I teach them, their sons will continue the line. Always a son to sit on your throne. Yes, I, God, chose Zion, the place I wanted for my shrine. This will always be my home. This is what I want, and I'm here for good. I'll shower blessings on the pilgrims who come here. I give supper to those who arrive hungry. I'll dress my priests in salvation clothes. The holy people will sing their hearts out. Oh, I'll make the place radiant for David. I'll fill it with light for my anointed. I'll dress his enemies in dirty rags, but I'll make his crown sparkle with splendor. This is the longest psalm in this series. It's followed by the shortest psalm. In the same way the length of 131 speaks of humility, the length of Psalms 132 speaks of the long, rich history of relationship with God. This psalm is really about consistency. Obedience is what God is after, not because he gets something out of it, but because we get something out of it. And many others benefit from our willingness to follow his instructions. I know a thing or two about obedience, and even more about disobedience. Doing things my way as if I know more than God does, it always seems easier and quicker, but in the end, it never produces what I was really after. All of us want positive outcomes. We all want blessings and joy. We desire security, but far too many of us don't choose security. We think doing life our own way on our terms will bring security, but it has the opposite effect. It brings insecurity. See, security comes from obedience, and it gives us solid ground to stand on. Disobedience leads to insecurity, and an unstable foundation. This choice is more like experimenting with what might work rather than building on what has worked for thousands of years. Elizabeth Elliot said, if we examine our consciences deliberately, clearly, and in the presence of God, I think we're going to find out that a whole lot of what we call struggling is delayed disobedience. I think that's so true. The struggles we face in life have more to do with if we'll follow God or not. Psalm 103 says, but the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. When we obey God consistently, it brings blessings, and it leads to confidence. Hebrews 11 says, The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. The scriptures give us a long history of failures and successes. When we trust what God says and believe, we get the results that he said we would get. And when we fail to listen, we get the results that he warned us of. Obedience flows from knowledge, knowing what God is asking us to do. We can have confidence in what God is asking us to do because of the outcomes that we've seen in the lives of hundreds and thousands of people throughout the Bible who, who chose to obey God. It is helpful to have a history behind us to inform our decisions because too many of us can be very fickle in the moment. We allow our decisions to be made in the moment by what we're feeling and the overwhelming sense that we have to act right now. But history shows that the ones who were patient, the ones who trusted God despite what they felt, were the ones to succeed in the end. We read the Bible 
and over and over again. We see when they trusted, when he believed or she trusted, we see how it worked out for them. And when they didn't obey, when they did it their own way, it was painful. See, the first half of Psalms 132 is looking back at the examples of obedience to encourage us. And the second half is in future tense. It's looking ahead. It's full of hope, full of God's promises of what we can expect when we obey. See, disobedience, it never leads to good results, but obedience does. Disobedience never produces joy, but obedience will. Disobedience never produces confidence. Obedience can. Disobedience does not lead to blessings, but obedience does. If we will be disciplined and follow through with what God is asking us to do, we will not only get to the summit, but we will live with fewer regrets. Eugene Peterson says, If we define the nature of our lives by the mistake of the moment, or the defeat of the hour, or the boredom of the day, we will define it wrongly. We need roots in the past to give obedience ballast and breadth. We need a vision of the future to give obedience direction and goal, and they must be connected. There must be organic unity between them. My challenge to you today is to decide now, before the test comes, that you will obey what God is going to ask of you. See, faith is saying yes to God before He asks. Look back and have confidence that God is faithful. And look forward, knowing that your yes today will produce great results tomorrow. Be consistent. Stay strong. Good things are coming.